All right. Welcome to the On Deck Show, episode number four on January 23rd, 2017, a show where we talk about what is happening around the GEG Washington community, education, and technology. You can join us live on YouTube or after the show on iTunes or Google Music. Uh, tell us what you think of the show, and as always, use the hashtag GEG. Wah, G-G-W-A. So uh, that's that's it. I'm joined today with uh, Justin and Karen, like always. Happy New Year to both of you. Uh, Justin, what's new to do in your neighborhood, my friend? Well, you know, um, busy day yesterday, of course. It was, uh, not yesterday, Saturday, this weekend, my family and me went out with about 100,000 of our closest friends in oh, Seattle wow. for, the, cool. uh, for the Women's March. So that was fun. That uh, was my, my kids' real first real experience with that sort of thing. So that was uh, that was a fun family event for us. Very cool. Latest numbers I saw were like 175,000. So that's very cool. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah, really crazy. crazy. Karen, was there something in Ellensburg? Uh, yes, there actually was. I saw a Facebook photo of about uh, 30 people in front of the post office. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we are lucky enough today to have a guest with us. She is a GEG Washington community member, and her name is Karen Foley. Karen, tell us a little bit about your role, what district you work for, what you do for that district, and then I'll just we'll just have a little interview as this meet the community member, kind of a new segment we like to do this uh, this new year. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad to, to join in. So I am Karen Foley, and I teach kindergarten over in Ellensburg, right in the center of the state. Yep. I've been with the district since 2008, um, teaching kindergarten, second, and title. So I did some bits of that, but I'm back to kindergarten, which I love. I love the kids. They wear me out, but they're so much fun. Um, I, I do some trainings for the school district on Twitter and Seesaw, because I'm an ambassador mm -hmm. for them. Oh, neat. And, uh, yeah, so I enjoy that, and uh, that's about me in a nutshell. Very cool. So you work with, is it Jeff that is the kind of an ed tech coordinator there in Ellensburg? Yes. What is his last name? I forget. Cochran. Jeff Cochran. Yeah, I, I saw him speak, um, I guess it was last year at NCCE in Seattle yeah. on, on the redesign of your Ellensburg School District website. That's right. Um, but I'm interested in your experience integrating Google tools in the primary classroom. Tell me about some of the things that you've been able to do. Well, I've, I've got to say, you guys were the first ones that uh, introduced me the, at the NCCE conference last in Portland. That's uh -huh. when I met up with you guys and got into the group. And I was like, wow, this is a lot to take in and a lot of information out there. And it was such a godsend to get some, some people to talk with and learn from. And so I brought that technology back to the classroom along with Jeff Cochran. Um, Alongside came in and we got on board with all Chromebooks mm -hmm. for our district. And so we've been pushing those into the classroom and letting the kids get on there and use the different apps and um, for learning, even at our level. Mm -hmm. What's your uh, what's your ratio in kindergarten for Chromebooks? In, in kindergarten, we are um, two to one. Nice. And are you, you do do you have uh, what Chromebooks are you using? Do you have the new Flip that are like flip all the way around? No, we almost went with those, but we have just I I don't know the exact one, but I yeah. have it right behind me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to see it? Yeah, let's I know because there's a lot of school districts I know that, especially for like kindergarten, first, second grade, are starting to look at those, you know, the new ones that flip all the way 360 and turn into yeah. a tablet. You right. know, they're like 50 bucks more. And so a lot of districts like for 50 bucks to have the little ones, you know, touch. Mm -hmm. uh, be kind of cool. Yeah, ours ours is touch screen, but 
when okay. Jeff, I'm on the technology committee and we talked about, I really liked that one with the flip camera and said, oh, this would be great for the kids. They could even do Seesaw, go up and interview each other. Yeah, yeah. I uh, really like that idea. And he was really worried about it possibly breaking with those little, the cameras were a little more fragile. Sure. So we didn't want to go with that route, at least with the younger ones. So how, how have the kindergartners taken to the Chromebooks? Um, they really enjoy it. They're, it's pretty much second nature already for them because they yeah. have some kind of device at home. So they come in here just excited to put it to use in here. And, and what they usually say is, I have one of these at home. <laughs> you know, they're not quite <laughs> sure what it is. <laughs> or um, we have iPads and Kindles too, so they'll be saying, oh, I've got the iPad here. You know, uh -huh. no sense, but they know exactly what it's used for. Uh -huh. Now, are you guys like on a cart system? Do you share a cart between different uh, kindergarten classrooms or? Yeah, we have a, well, we have a cart that we can check out and it's actually for the K too. So that's the bottom. Um, and then it also has little caddies on it that have the smaller versions that we can oh, take cool. out because of um, where you are actually out in the portables and there's actually no access unless we take it downstairs. So we mm. carry it out and we have all wireless out here now. So we can just bring them out here and sign them up to the district mm. Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and then log on. What, do you, what would you say is like your number one app right now for kindergarten kids? you find that they're engaged with and that you're using a lot or um i really like the uh, well they really like the telegami uh -huh. okay. the telegami app where they get to they just are enamored by having some um avatar that's speaking for them and that they're yeah. talking <laughs> yeah. yeah and they really enjoy so we'll do like our arctic presentations research reports and they're having the they're like it's a girl and look she's talking and she's you know teaching or whatever she's doing and uh -huh. so it really um gives them some ideas of that they can do things outside of the norm and is, is, uh, is telegami ios only or is it work on the web uh and the chromebooks as well hmm. i i don't i thought it was on both oh maybe it is i don't know are you guys using it on your ipads or yes mm -hmm. yeah yeah hmm. yeah cool you say you're a Twitter and Seesaw person. What are you using Twitter with kids? Oh yeah, we have our we have Miss um, Foley's friends is our Twitter site. Sweet so, for the kiddos. And so at about this time of the year, January is when I start adding somebody on to be the class person that'll do the Twitter tweets, and then also a kiddo that'll do um, our Seesaw. So up until now, I will post things for them and also post on the Seesaw. Um, but then they get excited about about this time is when they realize how to do it and they get used to holding it still so that everything's not blurry. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of blurry pictures. And then they get to walk around the room and report on everybody's learning, which mm -hmm. they really enjoy. What do you see as the benefit of using Twitter with kindergarten kids? It gives them an authentic audience is what I yeah. really like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the awesome. parents are really on board with it. Um, that in the seesaw, the parents are constantly saying to me, wow, I feel like I know what's going on in the classroom. I see the great learning happening. I don't feel mm -hmm. disconnected because my kiddo says, oh, I don't know what I learned today. Mm -hmm. you know? Did you have to get parent permission to start a Twitter account? Or do you no. have parents sign anything or do you let them know? Or I let them know at the beginning of the year because we also yeah. have an Instagram account and we have uh, the Twitter account. And so I let them know, but ours is an opt-out district. So okay. yeah, we're clear to yeah. go. And so do you, are you posting pictures? Sorry, I haven't looked at your Twitter account. I will uh, now, but uh, 
are you posting pictures on there of, of student work of students themselves i'm just one of the yes. biggest pushbacks i get from districts when mm -hmm. i'm doing this is that we can't do this we can't put pictures we can't put pictures of kids out there we can't put their name out there heaven forbid we show them doing amazing work in the classroom <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so i'm just wondering how do you get around that like you know everybody is so scared and what i have found like what you're saying is at the end of the day there's a ton of fear and then nothing happens exactly mm -hmm. and i i gotta tell you it's it's uh the it's just heartwarming and the parents are so excited i'm excited to share their work and so when i put it out there i told a parent today that stopped by at the end of the day it's not just me getting to see all this great stuff anymore you get to see it too yeah um, his his kid was actually taking over class today for me, just kind of an impromptu student teacher. <laughs> and at one point he turned towards me and I decided, oh, I'm going to record this, man. This is going to be great. And so I started recording and, and he was like, I feel like nobody's listening to me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, buddy, I feel that way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, and the parents said, oh, that was so fantastic. I just yeah. he was he was just amazed at what technology can do for us now. So we're not afraid of it at all. Yeah. I, I keep their names off of it, but their bright smiling faces are there showing exactly what they made at our makerspace card or whatever we're doing, you know, and science mm -hmm. and all of that. So uh, we're not afraid at all, definitely. Yeah. And then for Seesaw, are you using that mostly as a communication between you and the parents? Yes. So it stays within the parents. That's private. It's, okay. it's private. And mm -hmm. if I want to, though, like today, the little kid, it was so heartwarming that I shared it to the whole group. So you can share it to everyone or you can share it to the particular kid's parent. Yeah, and cool. so I post things. So it's kind of like a running Facebook almost, right. you know, but just in that close context. Very cool. And does it yeah. cost anything, Seesaw? No, it's actually free. It's all okay. free for teachers forever. Um, and then they have a premium where they can add in assessments and things like that for districts. And that mm -hmm. part is mm -hmm. if they want to do that, then that's where the price comes in. Uh, very cool. Well, K Karen, thank you so much for being willing to take time out of your busy day um, teaching those little kindergartners that drain the energy out of you. Right. But also, I'm sure they give you energy as well. Thank um, you. So you are uh, at Kinder K Foley yourself on Twitter, right? Yes. K-I-N-D-E-R, then the letter K, then your last name, Foley, F-O-L-E-Y. And then your class is at Foley's Friends, is that right? Miss Foley's Friends, so at M-S... F-O-L-E-Y-S, friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, yeah. Awesome, well, well, we'll be sure to check out those uh, those two handles. Um, and then, of course, we hope to see you down in Portland at NCCE. Did you end up making a hotel reservation? You know, I'm on the wait list. There's 40 people on the wait list. Wow. Latest info, I was talking to the guy today and he's like, I can't believe it, there's so many of you guys that need a hotel. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. And so he said, I'll call you back in a couple of days. We should have another hotel for you. And I'm like, please, we need some place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, ho hopefully it works out and uh, we'll be able to see you there. Maybe a GEG Washington meetup. I hope so. Get it in the works. Yeah, that'd cool. be great. All right. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks. Uh, you feel free to hang around if you want yeah, to. We're just going to talk sure. about some other things. Uh, oh, great. I don't have to run off you on. We were going to talk about the, the Google Classroom updates. So there's been some updates been pushed out this January. Um, I think the thing that I've seen teachers go through is that you can differentiate assignments. Everybody's so excited. <laughs>
<laughs> so what what does that mean exactly, Jeff? I have no idea, but everybody's really excited you can do it. Well, um, so so what it, what it means in other LMSs is, is that you can um, individually assign things or you can create subgroups, and that's probably what's happening in Google Classroom, is I, I would imagine you can create a subgroup of your class and then assign things to that subgroup um, without having yeah. to assign it to the entire class. So yeah, the thing, the thing that I've seen is it's just now when you go to create an assignment, there's another little drop down at the top of the assignment or an announcement or whatever, and when you uh -huh. click on it, it has a list of all of the students in the class. Okay. Now what it doesn't do yet is allow you to create that subgroup that you could use over and over again. Uh, and so okay. hopefully that, I know that's a lot of feedback that teachers have been giving already is like, you know, that's great, but I wish I could like, you know, make a group that was, you know, this is the red Constant. group. Yeah. yeah. And so then I just shared to the red group or the green group or the blue group or whatever, and you know that those are those kids. So that, right now more, you have more to, efficient. yeah, right now you have to go in and like uncheck, you know, each individual kid or check each individual kid, depending on mm -hmm. what you want. Mm -hmm. um, so that's big. I mean, for elementary teachers, that's been the big thing is the idea of individual assignments. Um, for middle school, high school, a lot of the feedback's been around the new teacher notifications. Um, teachers now get notified when kids uh, turn in a late assignment, um, or if they if they resubmit an assignment before you never knew as a teacher when that happened, and now you get notifications. The problem that we're seeing is it's an all or nothing notification world. So either you have notifications on and you get a notification every single time a kid does something. Now it's like whether they submit an assignment, whether they resubmit an assignment, like whatever it does, you end up filling up your inbox. Or there's just one little under the settings, there's one little notification button, and turn when you turn off. that off, you get nothing. So oh some goodness. teachers, yeah, so some teachers want like, I don't, you know, I know I get the kids an assignment, I don't want an email every single time, you know, that they have an assignment. I just want to know when there's relate, you know, when they're, when they redo, resubmit an assignment, or when it's a late assignment, and there's yep. no way to toggle between those yet. So hopefully that's coming soon in an update for sure. Because uh, is there something new for parents as well in terms of? Yeah, that came out earlier this year. Parents oh, okay. can log in and create a, a parent account, and a lot of teachers have appreciated that. Of course, like everything, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Being <laughs> you know being educators, it's great that parents have access, and then sometimes it's not great that parents have access because right. then parents are calling you and wanting to know what you know before the kid even knows sees an assignment. The parents got an email. There's a new assignment before you've even done anything in class. And, Freak some, freak some parents out sometimes. So anyway, but uh, what's this uh, teaching empathy to unite a divided world, Jeff? Yeah. So uh, my company, Adara Learning, we just we just released a new online course. It has three modules. Uh, we're really excited about it. And what it has to do with is this idea that that is really big right now in education around empathy on the internet and specifically fake news. Uh, and so it's just three modules. Each module is, is made to take you uh, just roughly about an hour or so to go through. There's readings there. There's video interviews with other teachers on what they're doing, mm -hmm. um, lesson plans, uh, resources, uh, just things to get people started if that is something you want to, to look into. Uh, right now, we just launched it, so we don't have approval through Heritage to get clock hours for it, but hopefully that's on the way. But uh, there'll definitely be a link in the show notes. You can go and check out the the, the intro videos and, and see some more. But we're really excited about it. Some pretty cool stuff. What platform are you using for your online courses? Those are we're using WordPress, uh -huh. um, and so we've customized. We've done a customized WordPress. Uh, install that allows us, and, and where we like to focus is all of our all of our courses around creating community. Mm -hmm. uh, so more, it's more about having a conversation, reflecting on your practice, than it is like you know turning in papers and stuff. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's just about having a conversation and how can we support you as you're as you're trying to do some of this stuff. So that's kind of cool. 
So that would be an edgeuro. Awesome. How do you say it? Is it eduro or eduro? Eduro. Eurolearning.com. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So we got some other courses there, but that's a new one that's pretty cool that we were excited is that, about. Is that free as well? Uh, that one, I think that one's got, that one costs one hundred twenty dollars right now. Yeah. So we have some free ones. We have some that are you know one one hour courses that you can get one clock hour for, and then others that are fifty clock hours that cost a little bit more. But, Great. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff going on there. That's pretty cool. What what's this uh, Google Form Sheet add-ons? Well, you know, I I, I kind of like the idea of sharing various things that have been successful. Um, you know that either Karen has done or you have done, Jeff, or things that I've been able to do as well. And so one, one what I call edgy win. It's a hashtag on Twitter um, for sharing positive things that are going on in education. And so we just recently had our uh, freshman registration night, where cool. all the all the eighth grade parents come and um, hear from the counselors about what it takes to you know, to sign up for classes and get your Skyward login and various things such as that. And so one of the things that I've been able to do is to help our counseling team develop a system for uh, parent sign up. So they offer three different sessions. And in the past, they've used a system that made it hard to sort of cut off the signups at a certain point, a certain registration point. And so using a combination of Google Forms and Google Sheets along with add-ons, um, I've been able to make it so that you know the form turns off at a certain date, and and then the student names will go away as the parents come on and register via their kid's name. That name comes off the list, and all you. I mean, I'm no I'm no coder, by, but I'm able to make use of these tools, um, and it's been really a, a nice thing for the counselors. To they've really been happy with the system that I've been able to devise. All well, not quite all for free. I do pay premium. For the for this one particular add-on, um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head now. I'd have to go into the form. Yeah. Um, but now, how, much, how much time does it take to put that together? That's the thing. Is how much time it takes to like put that whole ecosystem together, right? It takes a little bit of time, but yeah. honestly, I mean, you you gain time on the back end, right? Right. The, exactly. the more time you invest in this in a system that can automatically do things for you, sure, the first time you do it, it takes longer. But then the next time right. you use it, you realize, oh, look how easy this is. I mean, even to the point of when the people submit the form, they then get an email with a yeah. PDF attached that confirms what they signed up with, right? Nice. Um, it's just really slick and mostly for free, except for what I paid for that premium app. Yeah. So. It is amazing that you can do with those things. And I got to say, when I talked to the GHO with uh, Justin a while back on how to stop sending paper to my parents to try and get them to sign up for parties. We went with the Google form instead. And oh my gosh, uh, we will, we ended up with this, the sheet, Google sheets, yeah. but yeah. it turned out to be such a lifesaver because and we had countless things we needed for Christmas. And instead of having everybody sign up for just candy canes, they could see exactly <laughs> what they were going to fill out, what they were going to pick. Everything was done ahead of time. We didn't need anything. We were all set and we knew what was coming in and it was just fantastic. And that yeah. first time I was kind of a little worried, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. This is going to work. What's going to do? It's that front end loading. But now I can't think of a different way to do it. That would just, that's, can't beat it. Yeah. That's and cool. I love it. I, when, when I'm consulting with schools, a lot of times we start to talking about Google forms and the power of Google forms or whether it's formative assessment or, you know, being able like you install the Fluberu script and then they'll auto grade themselves and send kids emails or like a system like you're setting up, Justin, all of a sudden I watch schools like, 
they get into like form overload. You know, and administrators are sending forms to gather information on anything because the data is all in the back. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, teachers come back. They're like, "I'm so sick and tired of forms." You know, like you know, <laughs> like I watch schools go through this. Like once you understand the power of forms, just you use them for everything, and then you have to realize, okay, what is the appropriate use for Google sure, Forms? But, sure. but part of that's the learning curve. You know, people are just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it does all this." You know. Absolutely right. I put together a, a similar system, Justin, at my last school in Bangkok. Um, we were trying to, teachers were trying to figure out a way to, if kids didn't finish work, they had to go to after school work study. Mm-hmm. And so the teachers wanted a quick way that they could just input a kid's name, uh, you know, do a little like, you know, the kid needs to finish homework or didn't bring their assignment in or whatever it was. So it was just like a click button thing and click submit. And in the background, we had all these add-ons running that basically would grab that kid out of a list, it would grab their counselor's email, their parent email, it would email everybody including the teacher that was looking for after school work study that night. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher filled out three things and behind the scenes the form is just like sending information to everybody that needed it, creating the list, like it's incredible what you can do with those things. Yeah, it's Amazing. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's all we have on tap for today, Joe. Yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. I love these, you know, short, quick, Good stuff. So, when is our next awesome. one? I think our next one is February. I forgot to put it in the shout outs. It's February the first thirteenth. February thirteenth is our next show. So, uh, hopefully, we'll see everybody. I can. Our goal is to do this once a month. So, thank you, Karen. That's for awesome. You're welcome. Really Thanks for having me. It. Yeah. So, if, so if anybody, if anybody's listening, please uh, contact me. I'd love to interview new folks um, on this show. So I'm looking forward to somebody new to meet in February. And Karen, you're always welcome back to join us as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. we'd love to have people on site. So, all right, well, that will do it for this On Deck podcast. We'll be back uh, February 13, 2017, where you can listen to us live on YouTube or later on your favorite channel. Uh, you can download us on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast players by searching for GEG Washington. Big thank you to Justin and Karen today, and we'll see you next month. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.